Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello and happy holidays, everyone. This is episode 47 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. My name is Jason A. Meiske, and I am your host. As you can hear, I've got that uh, wonderful chest cold trying to settle in and still my voice but it won't get me because i've got some medication and i've got some coffee and i have a driving desire to be here for for you because yep i like i said last week i love being here i love doing the show and uh, nothing's gonna keep me away (laughs) well like i said this is the sample chapter podcast this is the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. You can go out and purchase that book afterwards. It is, as always, that book is ready to be sold or or is available for pre-order every time. So you're never going to hear something on here that's a sample of something that I'm working on, that I'm thinking about writing. Now, these are published books every time. And I want it to, uh, it'll always be that way. So make sure you tune in each week. Uh, how do you do that? Well, you know, the, the best way to find us is to go on iTunes and hit that subscribe button. By doing that, you're guaranteed to get the newest episode every Tuesday to download directly into your device or to your desktop, wherever it is that you listen to the show. And that is the, uh, it is the largest platform for podcasts. So if you tune in and subscribe on there, make sure you also tell a friend and uh, leave us a review if you'd like, if you like the show. And I'd be forever grateful. If you uh, also, if you like the show, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That is just the Sample Chapter Podcast on both of those platforms. We do post on there regularly, sharing photos and, uh, <clears throat> of course, episodes and Throwback Thursday episodes. We missed last week, but that's because I uh, I actually started off this the season of the cold. I started off last week uh, with the flu. And so, uh, last week, uh, for throwback Thursday, I was confined to my bed. I just, uh, obeyed my, my wife's orders and stayed in bed and, uh, mostly slept. But anyway, normally we have a throwback Thursday, uh, going back to an old episode that we like to share. And, uh, you know, anytime our authors have some news or something to share, whether it's a sale, which there are an awful lot of book sales going on right now. I do know of several of our previous guests who have a 99 cent or even a couple of free sales, uh, if you would call that a sale, <coughs> free offers going on right now through the holidays. So I, as always, I will try and capture what I can and share them. So make sure you're following us on Facebook or Twitter to uh, be aware of what's going on and uh, of course at the end of every episode i also have links to these authors so any of your favorite ones make sure you're following the links and and click to follow their website or get their newsletter whatever so that you're always aware of any specials going on with with your favorite author as well if you'd like to contact the show you can use either one of those uh, social media platforms to contact us or you can reach out to us at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com and just you know send us an email. You can let us know what you think of the show. You can just say hi. You can let me know that, hey, uh, I have a friend who wrote a book 
that I would like uh, to, you know, could you reach out to that person and uh, interview them? Absolutely. If you are an author yourself, I would love to have you come on the show. <clears throat> so make sure to uh, reach out to us, let us know, and we will we will make this happen. This week's guest, uh, W.B. Welch, is uh, uh, kind of a um, throwback for me in that this was an author who I reached out to. You know, I, I, I joke a lot about Twitter and how that I'm very new to it and and still learning some of the things. Well, this was, uh, she is one of the authors who, uh, I, I have no idea really how I found her, uh, how she followed me or I followed her or what happened, but stumbled upon her one day. I was uh, checking out some of her posts and, and uh, been... Uh, seeing some of the things that she posts about and, and writes about, and, and it's it's very unique writing, very cool stuff. So uh, I eventually reached out to her and said, "Hey, you know, I I think uh, this is really cool. Would you like to come on?" Um, so yeah, kind of uh, for me, it it's, it harkens back to like my first six months of the show, where most of the authors who were coming on, I was reaching out to, uh, and that's fine. I that's that's a, a fun thing for me. Uh, to be able to reach out there and go like, hey, this person looks like a lot of fun. And uh, and I was right. This uh, You're going to really enjoy today's interview with W.B. Welch. And uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. You're going to really, <laughs> you're going to get a kick out of her story. But let's pause up for a second to uh, say th- a big thank you to our sponsor, U-Store All of Warnsburg, Missouri. They are the absolute best place for self-storage in the Warnsburg area. They've been in business for more than 40 years. Uh, you know, you can't you can't be in any kind of business for that long without a great reputation, without a fantastic business and a great model to uh, to build on. They offer non-climb control and climate control. Both facilities are completely fenced in. It's gated access with your own private gate code, and they have more than 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day. Make sure to uh, check them out online at ustoreall.net. That is the letter U, S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. And uh, you can uh, pull them up on the web. You can even see their little uh, Google Google map to see exactly where they are. So in case you need to find out how to find that office, find that that location where, uh, where the, they're going to be. But of course, if you ever have any questions, you can go to their website, pull up their phone number, give them a call. Those guys are very, very helpful, and they'll be more than happy to help you find their location and find the unit that you need. Don't forget that it's ustoreall.net. Well, like I said before, we are just a week away from Christmas as uh, as this episode will be dropping, or from the day that this episode drops. Uh, <clears throat> are you are you ready? Are you done shopping? Are you running out for a few more presents? <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, well, thanks to my wife, I am. Uh, we're we're pretty well done. We we've been done shopping for quite some time. Thank you uh, to my wife. Huge shout out. Uh, she shops throughout the year and has totes and you know hiding places that she keeps everything. I don't know how she keeps it organized, but yeah, she does a fantastic job. Yeah, so we've got all that done. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm at that point where you know my shopping for my wife, I should be done. But uh, this is that, that for me, it's that time of year, that last week before Christmas where I begin to panic. It's like, oh my gosh, do I have the right gift? Do I have the right thing? Should I go out and grab a few more things? You know, I'm, 
I because I just want to be a good husband, you know. I want to be a good uh, a good guy, and I want to pamper my wife, you know. And I think uh, I think a good husband does that. I think a good husband takes care of his wife, pampers her, always makes her feel like the uh, the princess that she is in your life. And so, you know, as so I begin to panic about this time of year, it's like, oh my gosh, do I have the right things? So, and you know, I, I know in my heart that, you know, come Christmas, my wife's going to love everything, you know, anything I give her. But I have, uh, I have laid a few eggs in the past, uh, when I was younger and, um, <laughs> that, uh, that stuck with me. So I want to, you know, I just always want to make sure I'm doing the right thing, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, speaking of Christmas, uh, because Christmas falls on a Tuesday, uh, I don't know as of this day if I will have a new episode. Uh, more more than likely, I'm not going to have one. Uh, I'm not planning on one. However, uh, I am speaking with someone who uh, uh, it's possible that we may have an episode prepared. Uh, so, like I said, if you are a subscriber to the show then you won't miss out. You know, you'll wake up Christmas morning um, or sometime that morning, uh, you'll you'll get the notification that we have a new episode. Otherwise, uh, if you don't get that notification, well then, you know, obviously we don't have a new episode. But like I said, uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards probably not doing an episode on Christmas because uh, I would have to prepare beforehand, uh, which isn't a problem. That's no big deal for me. But I do, uh, I, I am looking forward to spending my time that day with, with family. And uh, I know my in-laws are going to be here. And uh, they're also early risers. So, oh, you know what? Actually, come to think of it, maybe it's not a bad idea to uh, get up early and I'll come out here and prepare the episode. And they can they can sit upstairs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, uh, <clears throat> no I'm, I'm fortunate. I, got to, I have in-laws that I really enjoy spending time with, so. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, if you're a subscriber, it's going to download automatically. So, um, if not, you'll have to look for it later on or, uh, look for us on social media for us sharing the episode that day. New Year's though is also a Tuesday. It's uh, New Year's day. And I do plan to have a, a year in review. Uh, I'm planning on a full year wrap up, uh, for New Year's. I'm going to look back and uh, talk about that talk about the year that was and talk about the uh what's uh, our big news uh, that's coming up so uh tune in for new year's to hear that is going to be a lot of fun uh, I'm, i i may actually I'm, I'm i'm thinking about maybe uh even downloading clips from past shows to uh to be playing uh with their maybe some snippets that you haven't heard before so we'll see it depends on what my time looks like between now and then how much uh, how much work i have to do because if I do the episode the way I would like to do it, it's going to be a little bit time consuming to put this together. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. So we'll see uh, how that turns out. But that will be our New Year's episode. And then after that, we're kicking off uh, New Year with I've already got a bunch of episodes or a couple of other episodes lined up. Authors uh, I'm interviewing later on, uh, later on, actually this weekend and then next week after Christmas. So stay tuned everybody all right well like i said uh this week's guest wb welch was a uh she was a lot of fun to speak with she is a speculative thriller and horror author uh it, she's just so much fun 
Uh, it may have been through the hashtag writing community on Twitter that uh, that we met. Uh, you know, she's a big proponent on there of reaching out to other authors and you know spreading encouragement. And and uh, I'm I'm a part of that hashtag community as well. Uh, the like I said, it's hashtag writing community on Twitter, and it is a lot of fun. It is a cool place to go and uh, hear from other authors. Uh, but uh, she has two books out currently, uh, plus an article that came out a while back that had uh, won some awards. Uh, WB likes to delve into dark stuff, uh, the, the stuff that's within ourselves, you know, that it's often overlooked, but sometimes it dives into some you know, Lovecraftian uh, side of you, you know, where you'd never know what's going to happen. It, it suddenly... Um, you know, goes through a metamorphosis and becomes something that you didn't expect. Uh, it, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, her story today that she's going to be reading is is one of those that it it's going to take you on a journey at the beginning uh, where you're thinking one thing only to turn around and just totally flip it on its head. And oh wow, I mean, you're in for a treat. It, this is this is quite the story. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, so I think what I'm going to do is probably go ahead and stop talking because <laughs> I'm eyeballing my coffee, and uh, I need to uh, probably go ahead and dose up on a little bit of medicine. And uh, don't forget to check out the links after the episode or uh, with the episode for her website, and uh, I'm going to also attach a a link for her uh, the article that she wrote with from Thrice Fiction. Uh, it's uh, she's got a story called Baby Muncher. Yeah, you heard that right, Baby Muncher. You're gonna hear a little bit about it in the episode. So, like I said, I'm gonna get out of the way and get us on over to our interview with W. B. Welch. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Uh, this week, I am here with W.B. Welch, a uh, horror author, and she strives to write honest fiction with texture. W.B., Miss Welch, I, I don't know how I should announce it. Miss <laughs> Welch, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Jason. It is my pleasure. I'm so happy that you're here. Let the audience know a little bit about yourself. Well, as Jason said, my name is W.B. Welch. Um, I tend to go by W.B. or Welch or whatever you prefer to call me. Um, my writer's group calls me W. Um, that's kind of a long story. <laughs> I, well, you're from I, Texas. I wonder where that may come from. <laughs> yeah, but the person who came up with it is not from Texas. <laughs> um, I do write horror stories. Um one thing I did not discuss with you, my novels are actually speculative thriller. Um, they're a little more tend towards the mainstream, although I don't have either of them published yet, but um, I am working on finding an agent for another piece right now that I'm really excited about. Um, I have a horror story anthology that is going to be fresh on the market when this podcast is dropped called Blood Drops, and it's actually... Um, the inspiration, I made a little pamphlet type of booklet about a year and a half ago just called Blood Drop, and I put a lot of gruesome stories into it. And so this is going to be kind of the grown-up version of um, 
of that, and it'll be available on Amazon Kindle and in paperback as well through Amazon. Very cool, very cool. Now, from what we were talking about before the show started, and it, you hadn't really been looking to write, uh, or you did you did you have a career in mind as a writer all along? I have wanted to be a writer since I was a child, but you know, you grow up and you start worrying about money. And so when I went to college, I actually studied journalism. And um, so that was my way at, at still still writing, but to you know be more responsible with it. And um, I ended up writing just on random inspiration a novella for a fiction contest um, through Thrice Fiction. And um, it's called Brenna's Wing. It's actually available on Amazon now. And it did really well in the contest. It made it to the top 11 out of 400 submissions. Um, but they didn't decide to go with it, so I went ahead and, and self-published um, to try to start getting my name out there. And I've, I've really been been doing fiction ever since. That's awesome. Wow. So, so top 11 out of 400. That's, I mean, that's got to feel good. It it was a it was a massive shock. Like <laughs> I remember reading the email and just kind of being in disbelief. The the editor there was was so encouraging and so complimenting and he said, you know, he really said, You can write, you need to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I I listened. <laughs> <laughs> well good. Good. Well tell us about Brenna's Wing. Uh, Brenna's Wing is actually a one off for me. It um came out young adult and it's really kind of this or maybe, I guess it might be more new adult, but Amazon calls it young adult. But it's this coming of age, this girl who is who is a young adult out into the world, and she suffers this tragedy. And um, shortly after, she goes through this very fantastical experience and kind of gets this chance to live a new life. And it's all kind of about life and making choices. And it's really a, a feel-good thing at the end, that, but it's going to gut punch you once or twice while you're eating it. Ooh, okay. That's I like awesome. to get emotional. <laughs> now, what what inspired this? Um, I was actually on lunch, riding passenger in the car, on the way to pick up something to eat, and a song by Clams Casino came on the radio. And um, <laughs> with my fun imagination, I was looking out into a field as we were driving by, and I imagined this girl standing in the field in a dress, and she was holding an empty jar. And I could see it so vividly that I just had to write a story around it. And that song really provided a lot of the vibe and the way that I wanted uh, my readers to feel with it. Wow. Okay. I, I, I love that kind of inspiration when it strikes and it's just, it's just that hot iron and you can't shake it and you got to get it put down. It's such, yeah, I, such a cool feeling. I remember writing that on that one every single day without fail. I had post-its up on the wall, kept track of it, start to finish. Like, I think it only took maybe about five or six weeks to get the first draft up. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, now, uh, so did you map any of it out, or was this completely just uh, exploratory? And I'm totally a pantser. <laughs> I, I start with a beginning, and I go from there. Most of my horror stories are actually... Um, inspired by a single line opening. So hmm. normally I'll kind of get a one-liner in my head and then I'll I'll go from there. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, you've got to be fun at parties then whenever uh, 
<laughs> play, claim nothing. Some uh, Cards Against Humanity or uh, maybe uh, some writing games or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, we have a dice game here that we like to play um, where you, I think you throw out like six or eight dice and there's different pictures and you make a, a story off of the different pictures that are on the dice. Oh, I think it's called right. Story Cubes. Okay. All right. I'll have to look that up. That sounds really awesome. I, I just played Life with my family uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. I haven't played Life Uh-oh. since I was like 10. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I realized when I was 10, I didn't know how to play it. So we were making up our own rules to living life. And now we played it by the rules, and it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember Life causing a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, now, uh, so you've got uh, after Berna's Wing, you had a uh, an, an article, a short story that came out uh, that you that yes. you put out. Okay, tell us about yes. that. Yes, um, with the the same company with Thrice Fiction, um, I had a story. It's called Baby Muncher, um, mm-hmm. published with them. It's a flash fiction flash fiction piece, um, and it it uh, the title is literal. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was pretty excited and also a little surprised when they picked that one up. I wrote it one night sitting at a half press books at a little table tucked in the back. <laughs> oh my gosh. How long is this? Uh, I don't think it's any more than one to 200 words. It's been a while since I looked to be honest, but oh it was a really short piece. I mean, it came out in like 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. And, and what was that uh, put into where did it come out? Uh, Thrice Fiction is an online uh, magazine, literary pub- online literary publication. Thrice Fiction. Okay. All right. We'll have to uh, we'll have to put up a link for that because that sounds amazing. So awesome. I'll, I'll check that Thank out. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you know, baby muncher. I mean, there's what, what more can you say? That's a, <laughs> enough said right there. So. <laughs> I, I'm a, my mom, like, she's like, I just don't know where you came from. I don't understand. <laughs> my mom is the Hallmark Christmas movie type. She loves all the chick flicks. I mean, Horse Whisper, Notebook. I grew up watching all of it with her. She's like, I just don't know where you came from. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. <clears throat> well, uh, so we touched on it a little bit. And uh, your newest one that, uh, like I said, by the time this drops, uh, the the uh, episode, or by the time this episode comes out, your book will be available, and that's Blood Drops. Uh, tell us about this uh, short story collection. So I'm really excited about this one. I've been thinking about doing this for at least a year, and then on a whim, not very long ago, I decided to go ahead and put it together. Um, so I pulled my best and most brutal short stories from my uh, my blog that's online, along with, I think it's three that I haven't ever published anywhere, that I haven't ever read anywhere, are going to be included. Um, and I made sure to include, there are a couple of fan favorites. One is called Her, and one is called The Look, and then the other one is The Girl in the Pink Coat. Um, so those are going to be included as well. Um, my horror is not just your typical, it's not just going to be ghosts and you're not going to come across vampires. I tend to almost go like a little HP Lovecraft with it. Sometimes Mm. you kind of really don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I like to make my own creatures up. And, uh, I also do, um, leave some cliffhangers. So you, you never know what you're going to get as you come into a story. And then sometimes it's just 
real human horror. Like you're like, oh my goodness, how could this person do this? What did I just read? What did I just witness? I shouldn't have seen this. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, and they, they say that, uh, some of the scariest things in life are true stories. So yeah, if you base it on just on people and, and come up with something along those lines, I think it sounds like you really got something there. Thank you. I know we, uh, we touched on this slightly earlier, but I do, I do like to write about the, the real life atrocities that we see. And my friend depicted it. She said, you write everybody's little monsters. And so that's what I started calling it because I like to write the, the everyday little horrible things that, that people do that often get overlooked. And then of course, some of the, some of the bigger ones too. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, have you had anything yet that uh, made you, uh, kept you up at night or made you uncomfortable going to sleep, uh, you know, or just kind of like, oh, I got to shake this one off. Okay. I got to go for a walk or something. Yes. There was one, <laughs> there was one called the day I killed the dog. And that one was hard for me because you know, there's a dog strangulation scene in it. Mm. So that was one that gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. Oh. <laughs> I felt kind of icky with that one. <laughs> in, in my book, I have a scene that's that's very uh, traumatic. And initially, I just kind of glazed over it. I didn't really want to get into it that much. And when my wife read it later on, she says, this isn't this isn't good. You're going to have to go there. And she, <laughs> she was right. So I sat down with a couple of drinks and tackled it. And when I was done, I was like, oh, I need some more to drink. This is... <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> uh, but, but you know, I mean, people remember that. I, I've had people comment on it later. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. That's, I, uh, but, you know, if it sticks in their mind, then it, uh, they remember you, they remember the book and uh, that story, and then they talk about it to the people. That's very true. I actually have uh, this short story that's going to be in Blood Drops. It's called Mall Food. And um, one of my giveaway contest winners from Twitter, um, they requested to have a short story of mine printed and signed, printed and signed. And they said they wanted a copy of this one because it's the first first story of mine they ever came across. And it was so short that they said, with those few words, you said so much. I think the whole story was only three paragraphs. But that one, when I posted it, I actually felt the need to put a disclaimer on it because I didn't want to offend anybody. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. It sounds like you're going to be finding, unless you decide to stick with self-publishing, I think you're going to end up finding a home somewhere uh, going the route that you're going. So these stories sound like they're going to be amazing. Thank you. Um, That's very kind of you to say. I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, uh, and and you were talking about that uh, some of the stories from here came from your blog. How long have you been doing that now? Oh, I think I've had that going for almost three years now. Um, I originally started publishing very small short stories on Instagram. That was my first uh, platform for putting things out to the public. And I got a very good response very early on. Like after five stories or so, I went ahead and started putting them on a blog so that I had more room to write and also um, a more coherent history for readers to be able to go through, you know, previous publications. Um, but my first maybe 15 or 20 short pieces were all inspired by photos that I came across that other people published on Instagram. 
And so I published them with the picture to kind of give people the visual along with the stories. That was really fun. But the, the blog just kind of grew into its own monster. Wow. And, and that's the name of the blog, right? Little Monsters? No, no. Um, oh. It's just, uh, I think it's just called it W.B. Welch's blog. But okay. that is what I started calling everything that I put on my blog. Oh, is uh, okay. It's everyone's little monsters. <laughs> that's really cool, though. All right. Well, what are, what are you working on now? What's what's coming soon? Um, well, I have a novel that, you know, its working title um, is Christabel's Eden, and it's currently being queried around. It is a speculative fiction piece. Um, I hate talking about it because <laughs> I'm horrible at doing blurbs, um, but essentially it's a family drama that turns out to have a big speculative twist that you really can't see it coming. Um, and it really focuses on the relationship between the main character, Christabel, and this other woman, Eden, who she found in a, um, she found her and she's in a situation where she needs help and they end up becoming very close and uh, developing a romantic relationship. And they're in a small Texas town. So of course there's tension around um, that situation. Okay. Wow. And so hopefully sometime next year? I'm hoping to get an agent. I've been querying this for a long time, but the momentum is going really well, and I've been getting personalized feedback in my rejections. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there have been positive turnarounds, and I actually have somebody who's going to help me work on my query for that to see if we can get it um, a little more focused mm-hmm. on the, the target. And then I have another novel that I am working on as well. It's uh, working title is Damp. And it is an observation of what happens to the mind when one is left alone for too long. (laughs) (laughs) That really paints a picture then with that description and the title somehow are eerily fitting. (laughs) I love that. Eerie is a great word. I want people to feel kind of icky and unsure of how things are going as they're reading it. Oh, man. See, and I guess if you wanted to go a little bit further, I guess you could always use that word that everybody loves and just call it moist. (laughs) (laughs) I almost called it that, and I figured it would push too many people's buttons, so I did not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, Where can people find you online, or how can they follow you? I'm all over. I have a website, wbwelch.com. Um, I have my blog, readwbwelch.com. I'm on Twitter. My handle is author wbwelch. I'm on Instagram. My name is wbwelch. And I'm on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash author wbwelch. And I have links to um, pretty much everything everywhere. So if you find me in one place, you can probably find me somewhere else, too. All right. Well, we'll make sure and have uh, 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 several of those links on the show notes, <laughs> so that way if they can at least click on one or two or all of them and, and find everything you got. If we're going in order of preference, uh, website, blog, and my Twitter are my three my three biggest. That's exactly how I wrote it down, too. So. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy that, that you uh, – so happy that you said yes – and so happy that uh, you came on. I've been following you on Twitter for a while, and 
and checking things out. I was like, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk to this this lady. It's, this sounds like a lot of fun. So, and and I was right. You are amazing. I can't wait to check out your books, and I wish you all the best. You are too kind. I really appreciate you having me. Actually, this is only my second podcast interview, but so far I'm really enjoying doing things like this. It it adds something to all of it. I, I don't know. I love the whole writing community and especially on Twitter, everybody that just works together and encourages one another. Like you feel so alone when you're writing and it mm. really makes a difference. If, if anybody's yeah. listening who is on or who has not gotten onto the Twitter writing community, get on and go through the hashtag, introduce yourself, really get in there. Those people are wonderful. I agree. I agree completely. So, Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, W.B. Welch with Blood Drops. All right. So I am going to be reading my story called Her. It is our opening story in the book, and it is one of my favorites, and it is a fan favorite. Annie watched her float all night, cloud around people like smoke and creep into their lungs. Her scent was so strong you could feel bits of her settle between your taste buds. Annie was determined to sweep those smooth legs out from under her. She moved for her from the bar, with two shots of Jameson sliding across the vibrating floor. She stood alone with her eyes closed, dark hair dancing around her shoulders as she swayed left to right with the music. Annie stopped in front of her and told her to open her mouth, which she did. Oh, my God. Annie poured the whiskey in. They danced for three tracks. Annie bought them both two more rounds. Then they moved back towards the swaying dance floor. When the lights came on, Annie knew it was now or never. Come home with me, Annie said. On one condition. You name it, baby girl. Can we start a fire? She smiled and winked oh so smooth that Annie forgot herself. A surge of blood flew into her clit. She pushed her knees together and told herself to calm down. That's not what tonight is about. Annie's house was modest but neat. Shelves lined almost two full walls in the living room. They were half full of books and half full of videos. Annie watched her browse book spines. She placed a finger on one, then pulled it to protrude from its previously aligned position. She did this a few times. If I Stay, Water for Elephants, Pride and Prejudice, Dear John, The Pact. Like to hang out in your head a lot, do you? I was an only child and couldn't find an imagination of my own. I had to borrow. You can use mine. She looked back over her shoulder at Annie. Annie's knees tingled. About that fire. Annie went to work. Logs, matches, balled up sheets of newspaper. Fifteen minutes later, a modest but decent fire trickled on the fireplace. Annie's guests pulled marshmallows, chocolate bars, and graham crackers from her backpack. You don't happen to have skewers, do you? Do you always keep s'mores ingredients in your bag? She laughed. No, though, no, that's not a bad idea. I grabbed them from the store on my way out tonight. I was going to make them when I got home. Annie returned with two unwound wire coat hangers. This should do the trick. She dropped two large pillows on the floor in front of the warming bricks. Coffee or tea? Mmm, coffee, please. I'd like to stay up with you a while. She removed her skinny jeans and sat cross-legged on the red velvet pillow. When Annie returned with full, steaming mugs, the pair plunged their stark white marshmallows into the flames. Their smooth white skin seared to a brown and flaky black crest in seconds. 
Annie squished her scalding treat between two graham cracker halves, foregoing the chocolate, then helped her guests do the same. No chocolate? No, I'm not a big fan. Annie licked stringy marshmallow from her fingertips. Plus, chocolate kills too much of the toasted flavor. I like to taste the smoke. Annie's guests talked about her mother, her love of music, and her devotion to the legalization of marijuana. Annie talked a little about herself and her love of written and visual arts, but she didn't want to bring up her own past. Annie was prepared, had been waiting years for that night. I'd love to know how you taste. Annie paused, thought through the next words very carefully. In all her time planning, Annie had been very strict on her no-sex rule regarding this particular night. So much rode on things going as planned. Would she follow through if she let down her guard? Annie could see her pleat pinching the white satin of her panties between her open legs. She'd hesitated two more breaths before she gave way to her surging hormones. Annie hugged her arms around the tops of her guest thighs and open-mouthed, she huffed warm air. She looked up to see dark brown eyes framed by a curtain of rolling hair. Her dark gaze narrowed. Annie, not breaking eye contact, stuck her tongue from her mouth and licked through the white satin. The wet cloth clung to the tender skin it protected, and Annie was already thankful at the loss of control her guests helped her find that night. It only helped solidify Annie's belief that she had found the one. God, oh God, how perfect a final pleasure. The next morning, Annie woke in bed with milk-white skin on her sheets. Her dark hair laid around her quiet face. Her lips were parted and her features relaxed. Watching her, Annie became anxious. Had she misread the signs, picked the wrong one? Knowing well enough to trust her decisions weren't made on lust alone, she went to the kitchen to make coffee, then woke her lovely bedmate. She rolled over when Annie came back with a pair of mugs in her hand, both filled to the brim with black tar. What a perfect way to wake up in the morning. I thought the same when I woke with my nose tucked in your hair. She smiled a confident smile, which she deserved to have, and sat up, pulling her knees to her bare chest. Annie brushed her hair to the side and kissed her forehead, then passed the mug into her skinny fingers. She raised the cup, taking a deep inhale. Annie turned to look at the low sun in the sky. The clouds floated slow, their white and wispy tails sweeping the sky. The palette expanded from the round sun, which faded from yellow to orange, pink, and then purple, before bleeding into the light blue sky overhead. Annie took a sip of her plain black coffee and let her thoughts race. She was smooth, soft, sexy, playful, attentive, thoughtful. Annie couldn't have built a better mate from scratch. She was thankful at her find, but now that the moment had arrived, she was sad knowing it would end. Annie heard the red mug fall to the carpet, followed by what sounded like her girl inhaling with a mouthful of coffee, then choking it back up. She felt several warm drops splash on the back of her arm, then searing pain sizzle into her skin. Annie turned to see her clawing at her swollen throat, her lips and chin dripping with blood. She put her hands over her mouth and vomited again. This time, Annie hopped back to avoid any spray and watched the blood and coffee project through her open fingers onto the window and carpet. She reached for Annie, then fell to her knees and spat at the floor. It sounded like she tried to speak, but gargles and coughs muffled the syllables. After two more explosions, she collapsed. Her eyes bulged. Blood flushed her face. She held on tight, squeezing her neck like she was trying to keep her inside from expelling. Then all at once, her body let go. Her dead eyes stared at the pulling blood. I'm sorry. That took longer than I was expecting. 
Annie squatted down beside her girl to pick bits of wet hair from her face. I would have it for myself, too, but I don't want to lose my wits with pain. I want to go calmly with you, just like last night. Annie fetched a towel. After rolling her out of the mess, Annie made an effort to clean her guest's face, but her skin was stained pastel pink from the viscous blood. She scooped her up like a bride to put her in bed where she belonged. You were always meant to be mine, baby girl. I've waited for you forever, and I don't mean in a broad sense of the term. Annie continued while she placed the hydrochloric acid back in her nightstand. But in a literal sense, I've known since I was 12 I was meant to die by my lover's side. Relationships, the perfect ones, they never last. Annie pulled a revolver from the nightstand drawer, along with a polishing rag and three brass bullets. She began rubbing smudges off the barrel. This was my only solution, to end the perfect love without ever losing it. I am sorry that I hurt you. She looked to her girl. Her skin was softer than the bedding. Annie ran her finger at the side of her smooth abdomen, crossed her ribs, circled around the skin of her breast, then brushed across her pink nipple. Annie leaned in to lick the top of the sensitive peak. She reached down and touched herself, then laced her hand through the red-stained fingers of her perfect love. Annie looked through the window once more to the rising sun. Beams made their way through the naked treetops. She felt warm rays cut through the glass to brighten her face. She closed her eyes, thankful for the last glimpse of beauty. Annie pointed the revolver to her temple, and still holding her girl's hand, she squeezed the trigger. She scattered across the face of her bedmate. Annie's body slumped forward before she rolled back, dropping the gun to the floor. Her head landed hard on her girl's face, splitting open the bottom lip she kissed so gently the night before. Yellow sunbeams crawled across the room, moving down the wall, across the floor, and finally to the bed. Highlights glistened in the blood on the white skin and sheets. There was no legacy to be left behind by their ephemeral love, no gossip for the news stations to blast. This wasn't about that. It never was. It was all that she scribbled on a scrap beside her bed. The sun fell and finally set that day, unaffected by the events witnessed through the window in the room. Its beams crawled through other glass panes in other houses. Light moved to wake those on the opposite side of the ocean and stir them from their beds. For three revolutions, the pair stayed in bed together, dripping and molting, enduring their love. Annie's red-stained fingers remained in hers, and each morning, when the sun rose over the pair, one circular beam spotlighted their connection for a full ten minutes before moving on. God, oh God, how perfect a final pleasure. That was W.B. Welch reading a short story called Her from Blood Drops, a collection of horror short stories. What an amazing story that was. It, it was riveting. It really holds your attention throughout and leaves you at the end going, whoa, what just happened? Uh, it was fantastic. So make sure you follow the links so you can pick up a copy of it. Follow her online. And don't forget to check out uh, her short story, Baby Muncher, on thricefiction.com. I've got a link for that as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that, so that next week we'll be back with another episode, another author, and another sample chapter. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>